Welcome to Wisdom at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Amanda Onchalenko, and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice remotely. Together, let's pause the rhythm of the day as we dive into the backstories of an artistic life, my life, exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. So get yourself a beverage and let's settle in for a short while as we reflect on how some of my favourite paintings have evolved and what wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. The intention of this podcast is to reflect with the aim of appreciating the lessons that inspiration and creativity have led me to over the last 20 or so years of studio practice. In this episode, a new season inspires change. For me, after a long northern winter, some might say a relentless one this year, I am more than eager to shake off the heaviness of winter coats and boots and get outside in a landscape that is not always conducive to a simple walk around the park. At the studio, I have been very productive through this long winter. I've been working on a lot of commissions, and one of them I am currently working on is a triptych on panel. Each panel is 18 by 24 inches, which is an adjustment from the run of 48-inch squares and pairs at 4 feet by 8 feet that have kept me busy for the past year. I find I get physically comfortable working in a particular size or a shape, so changing it up requires some physical as well as mental adjustments. Going from large squares to much smaller rectangles has been noticeable. This new trio was inspired by Bare Necessities, a relatively new piece on canvas that's three feet by four feet, which the client loved but could not fit into her space. I like to remind clients with particular requests that I can't replicate any image exactly and I don't want to, but knowing what they're like when I start out can be helpful. Translating a painting of mine into a triptych doesn't mean simply spreading the image across three surfaces. A triptych requires each of the individual images to solve an individual compositional puzzle. Together, the trio then becomes a separate composition, enhanced by all of the parts presented together. This group so far are a colourful team. Painting them while spring is delayed outside has been a nice contrast to the muted greys of late winter snow and ice underfoot, and they have kept me mindful of the potential for spring to eventually arrive. This triptych might be finished in time to appear in the blog for this episode, in which case I will include it, but I can't make any promises that I won't overpaint it just yet. Today I'd like to introduce you to a same-sized triptych, also painted on panels 18 by 24 inches each. They were painted in 2020, and I have just recently hung them up in an often overlooked space at our back door. Painting them was a short journey through process before they embarked on a longer physical journey internationally when our daughter first left home. Too much time indoors for me recently highlighted the desire, I called it a need actually, to refresh indoor spaces at home. This trio now hangs in our back entryway and it's called Bloom. The name partially describes the suggestion of a garden loosely defined across the surface and also references our hopes for our daughters as she set off on a new academic adventure. Words are powerful, just like the name of a painting They connect us to memories, sometimes lessons we have learned through our experiences. This triptych, though a gift, had spent the best part of this past school year leaning out of the way after our daughter returned to Canada to complete her studies at home. I've taken it upon myself now to refresh an area we had become blind to and show them off while they are visiting. I have to say, I don't recommend gifting art, mine or anybody else's. In this case, though, I know my firstborn pretty well, and since she had been at my studio before leaving home in 2020, 
and expressed an interest in the trio, I knew they would be well received. As a rule, I don't encourage my clients to gift art to anyone but themselves. Art is subjective, right? And though you might be a regular client and a big fan, bless you, wanting to support my studio practice with a purchase, someone else unfamiliar with my work might find my use of colour a bit scary even and relegate your gift to a back bedroom, the equivalent of the time-out chair for a painting, and nobody wants that. I want you to celebrate your art and display it proudly in your personal space. If you have listened in before, you might remember me telling you how the beginning of a composition is loose and expressive, as I allow myself to feel the process and act instinctively without too much attention to an outcome. These early stages help me to get into the flow of the composition as I strive to cover the substrate in a foundation of colour or several colours. In this little triptych, the energetic action of the brushstroke is visible in transitions made between what would be the main attraction of subject and the supportive foil characters of foreground and background. In the composition, there is no definitive horizon line. There is a suggestion of space, but the space is open to suggestion. This triptych did become a gift, and the trio made their way out of town wedged strategically into the tightly packed carload of possessions my daughter took with her. In pandemic lockdown with international borders closed, sending a daughter off with a fresh triptych was the equivalent for me of popping into her new space with a bouquet of fresh flowers for the kitchen table. They were designed to remind her this new space would feel like home in a pinch, and the seasonal colour of the natural world might help to add a little sunshine to a heavy academic load. The timing of the departure probably did me a favour. Having a deadline can be helpful to the overpainter within me, and as I didn't have time to second-guess myself or try to improve this trio in some way or to make them somehow better or more literal, I added the hardware to the backs instead and brought them home in time to pack them with her belongings and send them on their way. This short time frame kept the trio fresh and sketchy. The colours are springy, and by springy I mean they are soft and unmuddied. There is a peachy coral colour, it is not pink, not orange, that reminded me of her baby gap favourites that make those colours hers in my mind. In fact, Bloom, one, two, three, seemed like an appropriate title in a lot of ways. Like any parent, I wished for her to similarly bloom, with no predetermined structures to confine her. Instead of giving each panel their own individual title as I normally would, I simply numbered them one, two and three. I'm as prone to being lazy as the next person and have been known to skip a couple of steps now and again, but in this instance the numbers felt like they defined the trio as a unit, while also making a reference to a few simple steps in the process of becoming. The trio served their intended purpose during that school year, but since they have been taking up space banished to a random corner for most of the current school year, I thought claiming them was a good idea, at least temporarily. They've since been swept up literally in my spring cleaning activity that decluttered a winter's worth of jumble. It felt good to put this trio into view, to remind us all that even though this winter is reluctant to leave, there is hope that something will eventually bloom. It didn't matter to me that the trio was painted to be hung as a horizontal team and without space I have stacked them. But the composition is strong enough within the group that areas relate to each other no matter which way they are displayed. There is no dedicated lighting and the third panel is even around a corner on an adjacent wall. But instead of feeling cluttered and busy, the trio actually soften a much-used utilitarian space and are inspiring a new season to bloom indoors for now at least. 
There are some lessons I have learned from this trio. The first, as a painter, is to keep things fresh and simple and walk away from a composition before I try to fix it or clean it up in some way. A painting like a garden is most inviting when left to its own devices. Our children are like a piece of art, precious, inspiring, and something we hope will bloom in its own way, in its own time. If your children are like mine, they and their possessions might head out on a personal journey, but home will always call them home, and you can claim some of their possessions, at least for a while, should you feel so inspired. The word and the process of meditation are more mainstream than ever before in 2022, and yet many of us still struggle with the idea of meditating. We wonder, are we doing it correctly? Is this what it's supposed to feel like? How do I know if I'm doing it properly? Meditation, I think, is different for everyone. If you are undertaking a meditation practice in any form, I would say you are doing the practice and that is key. And really, Who is going to check up on us? Meditation is not a test. It is a process, a practice. And we can do it as often or as little as we like, in the manner we determine to be appropriate for ourselves. With practice, the benefits of meditation are very real and often both powerful and empowering. The short exercises in being present we do together here are examples of guided meditations I am guided to share with you. My examples are simply examples for you to accept what inspires you and to adapt that as your own. I too suffer a squirrely mind and can easily be drawn to the thoughts that flood my mind when I slow down seeking stillness. When I am generous with myself and accepting of my limitations to make an effort for even the briefest of meditations, I am always really glad that I did. I feel more settled, simultaneously refreshed and energised. I am less reactive and more resilient to whatever arises in my day. When I make the time for myself, I feel I am deeming myself worthy and any energy I expend is repaid tenfold in so many ways. In today's meditation, I'd like to invite you on a little visual journey. As always, find yourself a comfy spot where you are not likely to be disturbed. And if you are driving or operating heavy machinery while driving, Please come back to the meditation when you can safely dedicate some time to yourself to do so. This time is dedicated to you. Arrange yourself as you prefer, seated or reclined, and gently close your eyes as you settle in with yourself in this moment. Let's be aware of our surroundings by acknowledging the sights, Sounds and scents. We can mentally list what we are noticing. Acknowledging to ourselves, I am aware of this sound or that noise as I breathe in in a relaxed yet purposeful manner. I remind myself I am not distracted by these facts. They are simply facts. Just return your focus to extending or regulating the breath. Breathing in consciously 
and exhaling for a similar duration. Now that we are grounded where we presently are, imagine, if you will, a temperate spot. It's a beautiful day, and you choose to make your way to a sunny patio or the shade beneath a wide and overhanging tree. There is a bench waiting for you there, and you sit down comfortably upon it. This space is quiet, and you are alone there. It is just you and the garden and the industrious beetles and butterflies and birds who live there. While sitting on the bench, you close your eyes to better focus on the temperate air around you. Take a deep breath and exhale the accumulation of the day so far. Allow anything that feels unnecessary or heavy to ease away with the exhale. It might take a few breath cycles to achieve the ease we are seeking. Just continue until you feel relaxed and settled. Listen to the sounds of the garden around you. What do you hear? My northern garden grows so quickly in our condensed growing season that some days I swear I can hear it grow. I want you to imagine you are sitting in the garden at the beginning of the new season when the earth is giving and the spring bulbs drawn to the lengthening light are pushing through the reinvigorated earth. The first stems are breaking through the ground followed by secondary sets of leaves. Imagine you are this new growth, swaying to the right and the left, seeking to face the light as the sun moves across the sky. In this visual growing journey, the actual time may speed up, but be mindful of the constant gentle movement that draws you taller and taller with each and every breath. I want to invite you to imagine you are this flower striving to grow. You might be a daffodil or a tulip of early spring, a stargazer lily or a dinner plate sized dahlia. Maybe you're an aster or a chrysanthemum, a daisy or a poppy. You might be planted in community. Or maybe you're a volunteer, self-seeded and new to this community. Whatever plant you choose, I want you to visualise. Are you a solid colour? Or are your petals variegated? Do your petals blow in the wind? Or are they firm and strong? Are the petals darker at the centre and lighter at their edges? or coloured in reverse. Notice where you are. Where do you see yourself? Do you release a scent throughout the day? Or do you save it for early mornings or twilight when the air temperature dips and is refreshingly cooler? 
What specific environment do you need to thrive? Take a moment to make a mental list of your ideals. Are your feet wet or dry? Do you like sunshine or shade? Do you prefer a breeze to share your seeds? Or a walled kitchen garden to keep you warm and protected? I hope you are smiling as you visualise your beautiful bloom as it now opens to receive the light that sustains you. Here where you are tended with all the necessary requirements you have and need to thrive and prosper. Keep your bloom in mind now as you translate the considerations of your personal circumstances as you sit comfortably on that garden bench with your face in the sun, your feet on the ground. Visualise who you are and what colourful gifts you bring to the world with your actions, your words. Do you keep to yourself? Or are you like a volunteer seed carried on the wind, establishing your own colony? What are your preferences? What do you need to thrive? What will it take to open you up? What will inspire you to grow? I imagine you as a radiant and perfect bloom, fully open to the potential that exists around you and within you. I see you as settled, content with all the elements available to you as you grow. I hope as you rise from this comfortable spot that you might take some of these images with you into the rest of your day, that you might recall and be equally awed by your brilliance, by your miraculous and unique form, and be inspired by the growth you have undertaken. You are a miraculous bloom. Be well. Be at peace. Be present. And allow yourself to grow. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're able to find something that resonated for you as we journeyed through the backstories of art, life and inspiration together. Watch for new episodes to drop weekly on Tuesdays. I'll meet you there with your morning coffee or afternoon tea as we gather in my studio remotely. Unless, of course, you knock on my door or pop into my messages. Find me on Instagram at mandartcanada or on my website www.mandart.ca where you'll find show notes and images of the artworks we discuss on the podcast in the blog. Feel free to bring a friend or reach out with your questions or comments. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I would look forward to joining with you again as we seek wisdom at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Take care. Bye now.